This is John and Robin Boyles of the Celebrate Libraries podcast. We are pleased today to interview Marie-Célie Agnon on the 1st of February, 2023, the Speaker of the Senate, the Honorary George J. Fury, and the Speaker of the House of Commons, the Honorary Anthony Rota, announced the appointment of Madame Agnon for a two-year term as the 10th Parliamentary Poet Laureate of Canada. Poet, short story writer, a young adult fiction writer, storyteller, and novelist, Marie-Célie Agnon was born in Haiti and has lived in Quebec since 1970. According to Inanna Publications of Toronto, many of her books evoke the hardships endured by women in the West Indies and the difficulty of legitimizing this part of history even today. Her work has been published in Quebec, France, and Haiti and translated into several languages. Marie-Célie Agnon, bienvenue et welcome to the Celebrate Libraries podcast. Bonjour, John. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. And thank you for, for agreeing to participate in this. Thank you so much. We would like to explore three areas of your work today. One, the uh, appointment as Poet Laureate of Canada. Number two, the most recent book, A Knife in the Sky. And three, the concept of home within your work. And for our listeners, this is the fourth interview in a series featuring authors and visual artists associated with the Maison de la Littérature in Quebec City, that's the House of Literature, who are uh, reflecting on what home means to them. So let's talk about uh, being a poet laureate. Uh, again, congratulations on your appointment. We're interested in knowing how one becomes a poet laureate, where there are certain poems the committee considered when approving, when uh, awarding the prize, and were you surprised by the announcement? Um, I must say yes, yes and no at the same time, you know, and uh, because they spoke about, because what happened is that the, uh, the, the editors in Canada and knows that there are this, this uh, the prices, you know, they know all about it. I didn't even know that there was a position called the uh, Poet of the Parliament. But one of my editors decided to to send my uh, my uh, file, you know, to the... It's like a, a concours. I don't know how you would say that in uh, in English, to send it. Uh, but it, it, it was months ago, you know, he asked me, he said, because I had to sign a paper to say, yes, I agree that he sent it. But I think four, four months or more had passed and I forgot totally that he had uh, filled out the papers, you know, to, to, to send my name to this. Uh, and he sent it with some books uh, uh, of my work. He sent, uh, and, 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 that's, and they sent all these things to a jury uh there was in this jury there was somebody from the uh library of the of the parliament there was someone for the art council of canada and uh, a third person i don't remember who is that and they, and they are the one who made who who had chosen the uh chosen me as the tenth poet uh at the same time i tell myself, yes, this is, this is because of the work that I did along these years, nine, 29 years old, now, 29 years since I've been publishing. But at the same time, uh, what, 
what's, what is important for me is to realize that a lot of young people, not only people uh, from Haitian background, but are so happy, you know, about what happened. They are so, so it's like, it's been a few years now since I have like many young writers, a lot of women writers, very young, you know, who are following my work with a lot of interest. And I, I tell myself, this is why you were writing, because these people needed, needed you. I feel that I became stronger uh, with my work, but I, those people, they, they need hope, you know, they need to, to, to believe that they can also, if it's a dream for them, they can also realize that dream, you know. They can also uh, uh, pursue that dream. Uh, recently, I had a book uh, uh, launching, and one writer, she's very young, but she's already a literature teacher, she wrote to me after to tell me, Marie-Celie, when I listen to you, I, I, I feel that I want to write with more uh, responsibility, being more a responsible writer. So it's, it's all these things, you know, that this prize means for me, that it's a way to show to these people that they can, they can, they can continue on the path where they are. And, uh, and uh, well, and that's, that's what I felt, you know. That's, uh, it's not the fact that it is the parliament. Yes, it is, it is important. But the meeting with the president was something more important for me than the prize because I told them that behind the writing, there is, there is an encounter of, 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 of ideas, and encounter, I, 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 it is an opportunity for me to meet nice people. They are president of the Senate and the and the and the and the, the deputy president. I don't know comment en France. Uh, how would you say that in English? But they were nice people who sat with me and talked to me uh, beyond the fact of there is this price of whatever. It's it was it was what what was important for me. This this. Uh, meeting with them. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, I can hear this, uh, some of your goals and uh, speaking with people, reaching out and engaging, especially with the, uh, with the young people is so important to you. It is, because in fact, the, the, for me, the, the parliament is like a, a, a symbol, but the people, they are real, they are not symbol, and the, the, and the encounter was really on the base of a, uh, of uh, something that we share, we human human being to get to you know together. Yes. Yes. Now maybe to talk about uh, a knife in the sky. Yes. I would like to read the summary from the book's back cover. In a knife in the sky, a journalist's decision to talk and a student's desire to know puts them in the crosshairs of a murderous dictatorship. As the novel opens up, Mika is dangerously engaged in the pursuit of truth during Haiti's first Duvalier regime. Nearly 30 years later, her granddaughter, Juno, uh, witnesses the repressive dynasty's unraveling. Brutal, terrifying, and hopeful, a knife in the sky is an homage to those who have survived tyranny. Um, a knife in the sky was originally uh, published uh, under the, in French under the title uh, Femme au temps de Carnassier, 
in 2015, and the Carnassier translated into English, I think, is Predators, which refers maybe to the uh, yes. paramil- paramilitary uh, terrorists, uh, Tonton Macout under uh, uh, Francois Papadoc Duvalier, his son Jean-Claude, uh, translated by uh, Katja yes. Grubisic. Um, sponsors were the Maison de la Littérature and uh, the NLTAC, the Literary uh, Translators Association of Canada. How did this come about? How did the how did the the program to translate this this work come about? If you could talk about this, please. Yeah, uh, Inanna is the publisher. In fact, uh, when the book comes out in French, uh, there is a. Uh, some editors, you know, that could uh, manifest their interest, you know, to have the book translated into another language. And and in this uh, transaction, I'm, I'm not really involved. It's like it's just that I receive a letter from my editor telling me, well, this editor wants to put the book in English. And do you, is it okay with you or whatever? You know, this is the editor job, you know, to... And there are, there, there is also... Places where the editors, like I know that in Frankfurt, in 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 Germany, there is a book fair, but especially for uh, editors, where they meet, you know, in order to to buy the 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 rights of uh, translating the books. So Inanna bought the the the, the rights, and uh, after that, they 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 also decide who about the translator. They can also ask you if you if you know that translator if you would like to work with it but uh, uh, and they, they, they asked me and they told me about Katya and it was one of the most beautiful thing that could have happened you know Katya is such an incredible uh, person very very nice very talented she spoke I think about five languages you know oh. uh, she Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. She spoke uh, uh, Croatian, I think, uh, uh, Spanish, uh, English, uh, French, and she's also a, a poet. She published poetry, and uh, and uh, in order to understand the context of the book, to understand it very well, because Katya is. Uh, I, I don't know. If she, I don't remember if she was born in in, in Quebec, but she's uh, she has a total other background, you know, than mine. She didn't know a lot about Haiti, and she said, "Well, in order to understand some some not only the words but the context of the book, to allow me to 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 to, to translate it the way I want it, because there was a lot of subtleties in the language, because I write with a lot of images, with a lot of uh, poetry in it." And she said, uh, there is this place, uh, La Maison de la Littérature, which offers some uh, uh, writer's residence. I, 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 I would like, she would like, she asked me if we could go uh, there for, for a week uh, in order to work together. So we spend one week uh, every morning in the library because there is also, uh, 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 no, it's not a library. Uh, no, it's not a bookstore, a library, yes. <laughs> I always mix those two things because they are quite similar in French. Uh, and we spent uh, the morning there and she had all kind of questions. And it's only when she started asking those questions that I understand that she she was right. She needed to 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 talk to me. You know, 
to understand all the little the, the subtleties you know in 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 the in the story yes. so and after that she she pursued she she continued doing her work so that's that's how i i i met with katya with through the through the the, work, the translation work, but the the I would say that the Maison de la Littérature only offered us the the, the space to work together. You know, the, yes, I see. We, they, they, they are not participating in the in the in the book in the coming out of the book itself. It's just the the space they offered us the the house. Yes, yes. In order to be during that uh, during that uh, that time. Bibliothèque. That's it. La uh, bibliothèque. Yes, they also have a studio where 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 they where you can stay as a as a writer or as a they had they had a physical place uh, for the for the people to stay. Oh, for for you for you while you were there. Uh, yeah, well, Katya stayed there, and me. I was in an in in an hotel, I think, or in an apartment. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. It was wonderful. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad we did uh, visit. Uh, mm -hmm. We did visit the La Maison uh, when we traveled to Quebec uh, last September, and it's just a. It's really a, an mm -hmm. incredible uh, organization. Let's take a break. This is John and Robin Voyles, and you are listening to the Celebrate Libraries podcast. Today we are talking with the tenth Parliamentary Poet of Canada, Marie Célie Agnon. Now let's return to the interview. So central to the to the knife in the sky, of course, is then the story of uh, Ivan Hakim uh, Rampel. Yes, I have to say that uh, that this book uh, haunted me for years, you know, and and I, I I like to say that I consider it's the story of fear. Uh, I, I discovered the book in nineteen, uh, not the book. I discovered what happened. Uh, to Ivor, what had happened to Ivor Akim uh in 1991 uh, only, because I never, I didn't know about that story, and uh, and uh, I think that I it was in uh, coupure de presse, uh, a newspaper, an old newspaper, because I was writing an article, and 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 somebody gave me some. Uh, some uh, uh, old newspapers, you know, the, of the fifties, and 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 this is when I discovered that uh, that sad story, and it was a real shock for me because when they speak about uh, uh, Duvalier's time, they they don't talk about Ivona Kimoyperl. I, I I had never saw her name before in the list of the people who died uh, on the Duvalier. Well, they, they, not everybody is on the list. A lot of people are not. But uh, she was known as a journalist. But I feel I feel that in part because she's a woman, be, they never feel the necessity of talking about her as a victim of the Duvalier regime. In fact, they tried to ignore her, to minimize her, to silence her, beside being silenced by the 
what happened to her, you know, uh, with the government, she was silenced. The memory of even Hakim Rempel uh, was almost inexistent for years. Uh, I think that you can find now a few things on her on the internet, uh, but it's, it, it was very late, I think, in the, uh, in the, at the end of the 90s, maybe, that a lady in the States wrote an article about her. So it made me very sad and, all, and, and, and I decided to write something. So I started writing a short story about the impossibility uh, for, for a woman to, to make her voice uh, here. And the, this text was published in a, in a magazine, in a literary magazine, feminist material, uh, literary magazine, but uh, uh, I wasn't satisfied. And I, I, I always had in my mind that I have to write a book about her. And I was also obsessed by the necessity to make the the link with uh, with Spain because uh, with Frank, the Franco regime, because I, th I I always tell people that Haiti is not another planet. Haiti is part of a system, a system who existed so many places. This book that I wrote about Ivana Kimwepel and other books also could be written, could have been written by a person from from Chile, from Argentina, from uh, from Guatemala, from all those places, you know, where where we had uh, those kind of regimes, you know. And in yes. fact, I remember I, uh, a, 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 a friend of my son, one of my sons, came to my house and read one story I wrote in a in a in a collection of short stories. And he was from Sri Lanka, and he said this thing uh, looked like the thing that my father would 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 talk to us about what what is happening you know when when they are making people disappearing at night in so many places in the world people are living this kind of of thing and i always i i, I repeat it it's not yes. an ethnic literature that i'm doing i'm talking about exactly i'm I, i'm talking about what is happening to people in a lot of places in the world you know so yes. i uh, and that's it. I wrote the book, and with that uh, parallel with uh, with Spain also, which is a place that I uh, I, I think that I love place. I love uh, Spain a lot because sometimes literature brings you to 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 open doors, but also open hearts. And 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 by the fact that I I was able also to read in 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 in, uh, in, in Spanish. I've I've written a lot of uh, a lot of uh, uh, poetry, a lot of writers, uh, uh, Spanish writers. The one that they call uh, Le, Le Poète de la Résistance uh, in Spain uh, after uh, on the Franco, and and uh, Lorca is one of my favorite. And and this is the 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 the, the when when Lorca died for me it was. A real tragedy to see that poet, that uh, that writer, that 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 theater, uh, because he was uh, he, he wrote a lot of uh, a lot of uh, plays, you know, especially about about women. He was a total artist, and I feel this is so sad, you know, that he was 37 years old, and they took him one night 
they killed him and they don't even know where this poet is buried, you know, in, in Spain. So, I, and, and while, when I was writing that story, I was also accompanied by, I had a lot of other people with me because there was Yvonne Akim Rempel, which, which history happened in 1957. But with me was also uh, Zara Kazemi. Zara Kazemi was a journalist from Iran. She was living in Canada for years, and she decided to go to Iran to make a, a reportage photo, and they arrested her. They tortured her, and they killed her. She never came back to Canada, of course, so and 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 I was also with all those journalists that they kill kill all over the world because this is a permanent aggression against people who are who are doing the job as journalists. There is Manuel Buendia, which is a, a journalist, Mexican journalist. He was killed in full day in Mexico City. So. Uh, Yes, it is a book about Ivona Kim Rempel because her story needed to be told. But it's a book about what is happening. And today, I'm talking about the journalists. Today, a lot of people who are in a lot of countries, uh, but who are the, the in French, I say the les militants for, for environment, environmentalists, they are the, 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 the they are people who are being killed regularly. You, it could be in Honduras, in Brazil, in uh, everywhere where they have to, to raise their voice against what companies are doing uh, against nature in order to, to, to look for money. You know, uh, all those companies... You know what I'm talking about, you know, those, uh, yes, yes, those companies, oil companies, for example, you know, or, and, and there is, a, because in 2000, uh, 2019 or 18, I think that Amnesty International uh, had a list of 200 people that were killed in those countries because they were against some projects that the big companies were were, were uh, putting in place. And, uh, and it is a constant, you know, in this world where we are living. Today I was, uh, in the morning, I was in a school of theater talking with the students and I was telling them that, that writing against silence is writing against fear, you know? So, uh, I feel that it is a necessity to to do that job, you know, to keep on writing against silence. So that's that's give that's why I wrote this book about uh, Ivan Akim Rempel, and um, it was a tragedy. Uh, fiction plays an important role in 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 my life, but I I feel that it is impossible to measure the horror of falling into the hands of torturers. Even if I, if you try, it's it's uh, it's impossible. So it's it's a little part of what happened to Ivan Akim Rempel that I wrote in that book. Let's take another break. This is John and Robin Voyles, and you are listening to the Celebrate Libraries podcast today. 
we are talking with the 10th Parliamentary Poet of Canada, Marie-Célie Agnon. Now let's return to the interview. The silence that we keep, you know, in order to be like everybody else is uh, responsible of a lot of things that's happening, you know. So, so, and I taught my kids, you know, when, when, when they were in school, to say things, to, to, to even to the teachers. And I always told them, even if it's, if they give you a bad marks, you know, for that, if the teacher is not happy about it, once you tell it respect for, with respect, you know, you have to say when you think that it's not right what, is, what, what they are saying or what they are doing. Because too often people are afraid, you know, when they don't even have the necessity to be afraid. And even with the Haitian community, I, get, I feel that I have a lot of support in my work from people, a lot from young people in Haiti who feel that there is a deficit in the memory of, this, of, the, of, the, of the country because they don't talk about what happened in this, uh, 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 in this uh, time of Duvalier. Once I was in Haiti doing a, uh, in a place called Jacques Mel, and there was the Alliance Francaise who asked me to make a conference. And there was a lot of young people, 20 years old, and they told me, why nobody spoke about this? We don't know all these things. And they were asking me, would you come back? You know, because it is important that, but how can, how can things change if we, don't, if we don't have the strength to talk about, about what, what, what had happened? But because Haiti is a very small place, there is a lot of link with people, with families. People, a lot of people don't like to, to evoke these things. But I said, well, even if your father was a member of the Duvalier regime, you have to, you have to, 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 to find the, the strength to, to say that, even if it's hard, because, because, because it's your father and you are not obliged to, be, to agree with what he was doing. You are not obliged to defend him. You know, well, this is this is what I what what I think. This is <laughs> this is what I believe. Anyway, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you say uh, the book in the de- in the dedication. You say the book is just to say that a a story silenced is a is a story slaughtered. So I hear what you're saying uh, about this about this subject. I think that a story need to be to be tell to be to be. It's like it's like well, because I do storytelling with kids. But whenever I'm in a, in, a, in, a, in a school, I tell them the stories for me are like gifts because I received them when I was a little girl, mostly from my grandmother. So now I decided and, and, I, and I tell them that I took them when I was leaving my country. I put them in my pocket and in my heart. And now I'm offering them to you in order that you can offer, that, offer them to somebody else. So when you go back home, Tell the story to your mom. Tell the story to your dad. Tell it to your to your sister. It's something that we share. We have. We need to share stories. And writing books is the same movement for me. So when you don't tell the story, it's like the story can't live in other people's heart, in other people's memory. Yes. So you kill the story. Yeah. Yeah. The. Um... Oh, I wanted to, to say the wonderful uh, cover illustration on the book uh, is a detail from uh, 
a painted mural by uh, Jerry Rosenberg. Have you have you seen the mural yourself, the painted on the wall? Uh, no, 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 no. I what happened is that uh, there is an association in Haiti called Fondation de la Mémoire. They are doing the work. They go to in the schools. They talk with the kids. They talk about this this uh, era, Duvalier era. And they will. They work with my books also, some of my books. And they they had asked me uh, some years ago uh, authorization to 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 take excerpt, uh, some some excerpts some of the books, you know, to in order to to work in school. So when we decided to, and on there the house where this association is, there is this picture of Yvonne Akim Rempel. So we found it on the on the on the net uh, on the internet, and we we asked them authorization authorization to 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 use the 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 picture. Oh, and they were very happy. Yeah. I wanted to talk then about home. Um, yes. Because as I said earlier, we uh, with the other um, the other uh, artists and. Uh, Writers, we we asked them about home and their their thoughts about home and uh, how home may appear in their work. And so I was thinking, you live in Quebec. You moved years ago from Port-au-Prince, Haiti, uh, which was the place of your birth, the home of your ancestors. But in a way, through your writing and memory work, uh, you never left. Or maybe we can say you uh, regularly return through literature. Uh, you travel through your work back to Haiti. What are you? What are your thoughts about? This observation. I think it is, you are you are totally right. You know, it's um, but it's a very strange uh, feeling today after all these years. You know, it's like it's like I don't even need I don't even need to to have a to think about a place which is mine. It's like I I don't feel the necessity of that. For myself, I'm, I'm saying, of course, I need a house to, to be to be safe where I live, where I sleep, where I, you know. But it's like I I, I lost the concept of my territory. It's like when you when you are when I was a little girl. When I think about the territory, I see myself a little girl in my house in Haiti, looking at the trees, going into the backyard and looking at the mountains and looking at the flowers, you know, at the sky and everything. When I go to Haiti, I didn't go uh, a lot to Haiti when I left there because I was so frustrated with that government in Haiti, with the with the way that the 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 the, the all the hardship Haiti is going through, that I, I, I made two or three, I think five or six times I went back, but not, not a lot, because when I go there, I cry a lot, you know, I'm, I, it's very difficult for me. But it's like when I go to Haiti, I go back to my childhood where I see myself in the places where I was living. I go back to my childhood when I'm writing some, 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 some stuff that when I, when I write, it's like, I have to be in that moment of the childhood, you know, to write about Haiti. But besides, it's like it's something something had vanished. The country is there. I know it's Haiti, but at the same time, it's like there is it's it's not, there is no meaning for myself. It's like today I have a place where I sleep, but it's hard for me to call that place home. 
at the same time, I feel that I am telling to the people who are listening to me that because my ancestors, the slaves, were doing three, uh, siècles, how would you say that, uh, centuries, yes. deported yes. from Africa to work, to build those countries where I am, it could be Canada, wherever, I feel that I have to be in my place everywhere is my house. At the same time, I don't have a house, but I don't feel the necessity to, to claim my own house in this world because I know inside myself, and that's what is important for me, that my ancestors, the blood of my ancestors, played a great role in, 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 in building this world. It is kind of complex. Thank you, Madame. Merci. Thank you for sharing your stories. Mm -hmm. This is John and Robert Voiles with the Celebrate Libraries podcast. We've been speaking with Marie Célie-Ognon, the 10th Parliamentary Poet of Canada and the author of A Knife in the Sky. This is one of four interviews with writers and visual artists associated with the Maison de la Littérature, the House of Literature in Quebec City, and as part of our series, featuring exceptional learning centers of the St. Lawrence River, Great Lakes Basin. The Celebrate Libraries podcast is available from most podcast streaming services. Thank you for listening. Please join us again.